Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024 in the Gregorian calendar and the 7th of Shvat 5784 in the Hebrew calendar. At the end of the show, we'll share a feature report with voices from those who came out in Tel Aviv to commemorate 100 days of war. Now, let's get to the news. A first shipment of medication from Qatar, totaling about 60 tons, has arrived at the Al-Arish airport in Egypt. Inside the shipment includes medication purchased from France, which is supposed to be delivered in two parts to Egypt before being transferred to Gaza and given to the hostages. Only half of the shipment has medical aid inside. The agreement requires Israel to prove that the medication actually reaches the hostages. The Israeli Prime Minister's office states the operation was launched under Netanyahu's direction and the examination of the shipments will be carried out by the IDF and security services. A senior Hamas official, in exchange, asked for increased aid for Gaza and preventing Israeli army inspections of drug shipments. So I wonder how that is going to turn out when each side, one side wants an inspection and the other side doesn't want an inspection. For each package of medicine, Hamas will get a thousand packages of aid for Gazans. That's one for a thousand. The Red Cross is set to deliver the materials and Hamas is demanding more food and aid for Gazans in addition to what they have worked out currently. A Palestinian terrorist carried out a car ramming and stabbing attack in the central Israeli city of Ranana Monday afternoon, leaving an elderly woman dead and at least 17 people injured. Among those hurt were seven children and teenagers. The attackers were both illegally working in Israel, seized vehicles, and targeted pedestrians in multiple locations. They stabbed a woman in her 70s, and she died in the hospital. The incident occurred as schools were dismissing students, and one of the terrorists stabbed a driver, stole a car, and drove into three people. The attackers then abandoned the car, stole another vehicle, and continued the rampage. The injured were taken to various hospitals, and the suspects, Palestinian relatives 25 and 44 years old from the Hebron area, were arrested and are under investigation. A 34-year-old and a 16-year-old have been left in serious condition. The Hamas terror organization aired a propaganda video showing three hostages, Noah Argamani, Yossi Sharabi, and Itai Sversky, in Gaza. In the tape, they were requesting the Israeli government to bring them home. The 37-second video ends with a message indicating that their fate would be revealed the next day. While the kibbutz community, kibbutz Be'eri, announced the tragic news slash confirmation on Tuesday evening that Itai Sversky and Yossi Sharabi, two male Israelis seen in the tape, were murdered in Gaza. Sversky, a 38-year-old Tel Aviv resident, 
was kidnapped from his mother's home in Barrie, where both of his parents were murdered on the same day. Yossi Sharabi, a 53-year-old father of three, was also kidnapped from Barrie, along with his 51-year-old brother, Eli. The Israeli army says they were not shot by Israeli forces, and an investigation is underway. Hamas claimed it lost contact with some hostages during Israeli operations in Gaza, suggesting that there had been potential casualties. Israeli officials view these videos as psychological warfare and have generally refrained from responding to them publicly. Of the 240 people taken hostage in October 7th, around 132 remain in Gaza. Some 25 of them are thought to be dead, reported to be dead. There are ongoing efforts to address this crisis. The Israel Daily News podcast sends out our heartfelt condolences to the families that are dealing with these losses and especially the young girls of the kidnapped who are dealing with the loss of their father. News came out today suggesting North Korea has been training and providing arms to various terrorist organizations, including Hamas, Hezbollah, and the Houthis, according to a report by the Stimson Research Institute. The South Korean National Intelligence Service revealed that weapons produced in North Korea were found in Gaza during the war, and the study further details historical and current connections between North Korea and these groups. The report states North Korea operates an illegal arms smuggling network globally to finance its nuclear weapons program. The ties include military technology transfers to Iran's proxies like Hamas, Hezbollah and the Houthis and involvement in training and weaponry supply. Israeli defense officials are now estimating that Hamas's Gaza tunnel network is between 350 and 450 miles long, a significant increase from the IDF's initial assessment last month of 250 miles. The tunnels located in the relatively small Gaza Strip cover an extensive underground network, and apparently in Gaza it is considered or called amongst locals Lower Gaza. In the southern Gaza city of Khan Yunis, where Israeli forces are engaged in intensive fighting, an estimated 100 miles of tunnels are believed to exist. There are approximately 5,700 separate shafts that lead down to these tunnels, according to two Israeli defense officials who spoke anonymously. The destruction of these tunnels has been a key focus for Israeli forces since launching the ground offensive a few weeks after the October 7th. Hamas attack. Barak Ayalon, a 45-year-old Israeli citizen and member of Kfar Yuval's emergency response squad, and his 70-year-old mother, Mira, were killed on Sunday by an anti-tank missile from Lebanon. Barak's father was also seriously injured in the attack. Kfar Yuval is a moshav, or an agrarian community in the north of Israel. The IDF responded by targeting a Hezbollah operational command post and another military target in Lebanon. The IDF considers Barak Ayalon as a soldier fallen in battle. The missile strikes targeted Israeli communities including Mizgav Am, Avivim, and Yiron with additional anti-tank guided missiles launched at Zarit, Shomera, and Kfar Yuval. The IDF confirmed ongoing operations are underway at the border with Lebanon. 
Israeli soccer player Sagiv Jeheskel, who was briefly detained in Turkey for allegedly inciting hatred by expressing solidarity with the hostages, returned to Israel on Monday. He came home to a cheering crowd draped in an Israeli flag. Jeheskel had played with a bandage. He had the words 100 days and October 7th as the numeric date on this bandage that was wrapped around his wrist during a game. And that was his attempt at referencing the his support for the hostages. Turkish officials initially stated he was released pending trial for inciting hatred, but reports later shifted without clarification about what really happened with him. Jehezkel was suspended from the team Antalyaspor, quote, until further notice. Jehezkel denied engaging in a provocative act and said that he just wants the war to end. The incident has sparked outrage in Israel. The president of the soccer team pledges that he's going to cancel the young man's contract and Israel is calling for international action against Turkey for doing the wrong thing. I want to thank all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. I also want to thank all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast with monthly contributions. You can support us by going over to anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News. You can contribute whatever feels good to you. Listener support is literally what helps me continue down this road of independent journalism so that I can keep doing the work the way that I think the work should be done. And moreover, I want to thank all of you for your words of affirmation and your words of encouragement. I've been getting a lot of them in my Instagram DM, and I am so appreciative of it. It really dispels the darkness, and I also get lots of hate and I, get, I got so much hate today for trying to dispel some factually inaccurate items that I saw on threads, which in my opinion is the most anti-Semitic platform on social media out there. Nevertheless, I try to get in there and put a little light because some of these spaces are just full of hate against Jews and Israelis. And I feel that if I just put a comment, it could encourage other Jews that are watching in fear or reading comments in fear. So thank you all for encouraging me. And those little moments of of praise get me through the tough ones. To make a contribution, a one-time contribution, or you can come back and do it as many times as you want, you can go to our special wartime coverage page by typing in my name, Shanna Fold, and GoFundMe, or you can go to GoFundMe.com backslash Shanna Fold, and you can send a contribution there. I want to thank our latest subscribers, Rebecca Sharma, our latest contributor, Rebecca, I noticed that you donated in an increment of 18, which means chai, which means life to the Jewish people. So I noticed that as well as Karen Schneekluth and Justin Skaggs and an anonymous donor. Thank you, all of you, for sending these contributions. I pour it right back into show production, right back into equipment, right back into getting back onto the show. If you've heard your name or you're an anonymous donor on the internet, but you'd be happy to receive a handwritten note from me, 
Please send me an email with your mailing address because I don't have your mailing address. And I need your mailing address to send you a handwritten note. So please send it over to shanifold at gmail.com and I will respond to you with a handwritten note to show my appreciation. I've just sent out a batch of thank you notes and would love to send out more to all of those of you who have given contributions. And now for our feature report. Saturday night into Sunday, Israel commemorated 100 days of war, also signifying 100 days of hostages in Hamas captivity. And every other hostage held in We call upon the government of Israel to place the return of the hostages. Today, we are at day 104. Organizers from the Families Hostage Forum pulled together 24 hours of nonstop activity and programming, including emotional speeches and even screams from parents and family members. Many who showed up for the event joined in on the primal expression. Some 120,000 people attended just the first night. The event was hosted at what is being now called Hostage Square in front of the Tel Aviv Museum of Art. The crowd stood out in the rain while watching presentations from President Herzog, family members of hostages, and listening and watching musical performances by Israel's famous singers Idan Reichel and Omer Adam, just to name a couple. People walked through a man-made tunnel that was erected in the plaza where people were walking through in an effort to raise awareness about hostages still left in tunnels in Gaza. So this was like a life-sized installation to simulate what it would be like walking into a tunnel. There was an enormous dinner table set to signify that Israel is waiting for their hostages to come home for Shabbat dinner. Magen David Dome Emergency Services set up a blood drive for those who wanted to give blood to soldiers. And there were many, many art installations and pictures and all kinds of moving images and installations to show Israel's thoughts and prayers and expressions from the people here who are waiting for their hostages to come home and waiting for this war to end. Let's hear from Gilad Luz, Talia Amar, and Amit Levy, all from Tel Aviv, all came out to observe the 100 days and they gave me compelling emotional responses to my questions about how they were dealing. It just it, it just not makes sense that we are in this situation in three months. Yeah, it's just not it's not real. It's not I I just look all talking and everybody here and I just can feel and can't understand this is our situation that people come to our country and take our our kids and our my friends and and take him for another country and make what they want and rape them and 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 i i talking right now and i have like all my body yeah i i just can't understand that this is 
the situations that we are live right now. I have an anxiety and I, I understand that I need not to be into this because if I, ha if I be into all this, it can imagine this. And normal a man, normal human can't understand this. It's not understand, it's not normal life. We want to live, they want to kill. I don't know what they want, but we want to live in our country. We don't do nothing wrong. We live our life. They come and take us from our, our bed, from our home. Kids, I think the world not understand what really happened here. Yeah, my name is Talia. I think it's meaningful for us, you know, to remember, to remember the need that we need bring them back. You know, it's like we can forget because we want to live in a peace and to end the war, but we need to remember that we need bring them back. It's very important to make this event only to remember the people that are still in, in Gaza. Is there anything that you'd like to share? It's very hard for me to think, you know, to think about the women. I'm, I'm a woman. I'm thinking about what's, what's happened to the, to the women over there. That's very hard for me. Yeah. I saw the pictures of the ostriches. You know, just saw the eyes. You know, like, so the, the, you know, we are a human, so the eyes destroyed me. I think it's important day. It's 100 days that we're going through as a, you know, as a nation. And um, I think it's, it's a special day. And we need to remember, we must remember what happened there. We, we cannot continue without the people over there, we cannot let the people died die for nothing. And um, I think that uh, it, hits, it's, it hits everybody in this nation to come. I don't think to come over here is the only way to, to, to help. I mean, we can help in, in all over the places, like in, in social media, in all over the place. I mean, anything you can do, you can do in, and, and help us. When you heard your girlfriend speaking about the women mm -hmm. and how emotional that she became, what's your response as a man to that? I think we as a man, we always want to protect our women. And in this situation, we feel like we are chained. We cannot do nothing to help those women over there, the children, the, the men who suffer. I mean, everybody is suffering, of course. The suffer of the woman is is much harder for us because they are kind of helpless. Helpless. So when I hear my girlfriend, it 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 hits me, you know. What's your best case scenario coming out of day 100? If if you could make the rules for tomorrow, what what it, would it look like? Obviously, all of them coming back alive, and you know, f fully recovered. That's the, the first goal for us as a nation. And then we need to uh, uh, make sure these things will not, will not ever, ever happen again. I would be lying if I didn't tell you that during my interview with that young lady who mentioned the women, 
I did not get choked up and emotional. I often think about those women in Hamas captivity as well. That was a, a tough interview for me. The 24-hour event ended Sunday night with an emotional rendition of Israel's national anthem. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. Tel Aviv has a low of 11 degrees Celsius and a high of 19 degrees. That's 52 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 62 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. The Israel Weekly News Wrap is a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. And of course, I always include a note from me at the top so you can find out what I'm working on and what I am thinking. I recently switched us over from IsraelDaily.News to IsraelDailyNews.org. Very professional. We're moving ahead. So if you go over to IsraelDailyNews.org, you can sign up for our newsletter for free. You can just put your email details in there, and then you can stay connected with me on Sundays and Mondays. In the meantime, I want to give a big shout-out and thank you to our social media director, Michelle Milner, who spends a lot of time looking and pouring through images and footage. Bless her heart. I'm going to send you off with a song that was recorded by me at the event by Omer Adam. It was a touching song. Everyone in the crowd was singing it, so I'm playing it for you. Enjoy this new song and have a great and productive day and an excellent week.